Hello, I'm Christian Swain, host of Deeper Digs in Rock. I've been called the rock and roll archaeologist, and I've come to embrace that moniker because, well, that's what we do here. Dig deep into the sands of rock and roll time. Deeper Digs is mostly long-form interviews of those who made the actual history and those who professionally commented on the times. We discuss how this music took in ordinary, everyday life, and also took in extraordinary events, mass culture, high technology, politics, and more. Join me as I interview artists, authors, executives, fans, groupies, journalists, photographers, producers, just about anybody who has something interesting and insightful to say about rock and roll. You can find Deeper Digs in Rock, hosted by yours truly, Christian Swain, right here every week on the Osiris Network. Thanks so much, and keep up the rockin'. Hello, everybody. This is Donnie B. from Female Centrics, uh, the first uh, female hosted fish community podcast and once again we are coming at you from the middle of an of a pandemic and and the first I guess well I mean I guess 1956 was the last big one but you know uh, I mean this is this is really testing where we're at right now with what's going on um, we are coming in from our sort of part two from our last episode where we really talked about the politics of what's going on and then we had Tom Marshall on to talk about the you know beautiful music that is coming from him and Trey and Scott Herman and so we are rolling into this episode to talk about all the beautiful silver silver linings that are coming out of this because as as scary as the world is right now there really is a lot of uh beauty that's coming around and so we've got lauren here as the co-host again hello lauren hello hello and we have jilly ryan with us who uh started a facebook group called silver lining alert and when she started it uh i mean i'm gonna let her talk about the numbers here but it boomed fast because i think a lot of people are looking for a breakup of the craziness and looking for those silver linings. So welcome, Jilly. Hey. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, ladies? Hanging in there. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Hanging in there. <laughs> I got a clean house, a clean mind. It's just great. Oh, I cannot keep up with the freaking clean house part. I still, you know, <laughs> god damn it. Like I just you think abandoned. I'm like, but the actually the outside of our house, it did take, you know, quote unquote the end of the world to have um old sneaky boy there finally deal with the big fallen trees that had come in the back. So we've got some great firewood and we've had a. Uh, so, so that whole piece, but the stupid freaking laundry is just everywhere still, but whatever. That's my yeah, arch nemesis. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of enjoying the whole, um, I don't have to clean my house for anybody because <laughs> nobody's coming in. <laughs> I like that thought. <laughs> it can be a mess and nobody cares. Right? This is really working out that for the messy true. people of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I will say less laundry. Believe it or not, you would think because you're home, you'd have more laundry. No, no, no. I'm okay with wearing the same pants a couple days. So my laundry is down. Yes. Down. Yes. So the pile was already in the corner of the living room. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. God damn it. <laughs> Stupid laundry. Whatever. So uh, right in the middle of us uh, recording this, um, my best girl uh, from high school, Karen, had sent me this great little poem. I just wanted to read this before we... Uh, you know, started off with talking to Jilly about this. Uh, so I guess it's entitled And the People Stayed Home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows. And the people began to think differently and the people healed and in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. 
And when the danger passed, the people joined together again, and they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. So I just find that that to be a lot of what's going on right now and a lot of what I am witnessing in my own personal life. And, um, you know, I, I think probably one of the things that sort of triggered which we'll talk to Jilly about that, you know, how you how you wanted to create this group. Um, but before we go into that, because you are a new guest, I want to ask you what I ask everybody, because why not? Mm-hmm. This is a fish one. What is your fish story, girl? How'd you get into this uh, circus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, my first show uh, was April 15th, uh, 1994, at Beacon Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a freshman at uh, Fordham University at Lincoln Center, so I was living uh, in New York at the time. I had been listening to Fish for, gosh, probably a couple years by then. Mm-hmm. I think 92 might have been when I started listening to Fish, but I didn't get to see my first show until the infamous Beacon Theater run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then ever since, I've been on the train, never got off. <laughs> Are you a 75 baby as well? I am. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> my first show was just a couple months later, yeah. and I was in my freshman years as well. So, um, so, so let's talk. Let's just rump, jump right into your group that you decided to put together. Let's talk about the group, and then let's um, I'll share just some the beautiful things that are happening right now because there is a lot of good. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because um, it's actually even fish related. Um, I have. You know, my old school fish fam that I've had since the early days, um, we all still get to see shows together and we're all spread across the country at this point. And we kind of keep up with each other through the WhatsApp app. So we're constantly okay. having a dialogue going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of my girlfriends there, we started, you know, going back and forth because everybody's, you know, stressed about this, that or the other thing. And we would try to point out the silver linings. So if the conversation got a little bit too heavy, one of us would kind of be like, silver lining alert. And we put it in there and the light light bulb just kind of went off in my head one day because I was sick of watching a news feed full of everything. I mean, it was everywhere. It still Mm -hmm. is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I can start a Facebook group because I think there's probably other people out there who are focusing on the beautiful parts of their day and not and are tired of a news feed full of, you know, certain words like COVID-19, coronavirus, et cetera. Self-isolation. Pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) All of that. Yeah. Um, And so I just invited a bunch of friends who I thought maybe would want to be a part of it. And then all of a sudden there were thousands and thousands and thousands of requests. How many are in the group now? Because it just started like two weeks ago, right? There are 3,000. There's 3,001. I want that one person to feel special because there are actually 3,001 members. So thank you for that. Yeah. One person. Yes. Well, and I I like this. Yeah. And I like this too. Mm -hmm. Because I ended up adding, uh, I added like my parents, I added friends that aren't necessarily fish people that are, you know, just needing needing this piece. So it's, uh, you know, cross genres. As far as where we're at right yes. now, it's a public group too, right? Not private. Um, it's, it's private. Private, it's private, but anybody can find it. It's just okay, um, sure. we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to make sure we screen at least, you know, because it's a family-friendly page and it's not for just sure. fish-related. I mean, it's for everybody. So um, I just want to make sure we get the right people, you know, in there who understand that it's a it's a family-friendly, positive space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I'll you know, Jilly, what are some things that have? Well, how is your life changing right now? And and then what are you seeing around you? Um, that's beautiful. Uh, well, right now it's hard. I I found as an extroverted person me too <laughs> not, not getting my energy from people Other is people. Been definitely the, the the difficult part 
where, you know, this group is really helping with that too. It's like, I can constantly be connected with people, even though I can't physically be with them. Um, but otherwise, you know, I teach private music lessons, so mm -hmm. I'm able to just do those all via Zoom and online. Awesome. So music has been filling my day, uh, both with work and, I, I mean, everything else. Music seems to be healing everybody right now. Awesome. Who are you quarantined with? Yeah. Are you solo uh, at home in quarantine or do you have people that you're with? Do you have kids or me? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, I have. It's just my husband and my teenage son. How old is your teenager? Have so you been able to get have you been able to get out in nature, Jilly, and have enjoyed, you know, because I know Colorado. Are you in a shelter in place right now where you're able? Are you able to go to the park or are you just well, staying in around where you were? We were um, still allowed to be able to go to the mountains to hike. So we definitely okay. got our film the first week and a half of all this. And then okay. on Thursday morning. Um, the governor put the shelter in place, yeah. so we cannot go to the mountains right now um, or the parks. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm grateful we live in a really beautiful tree-lined neighborhood, so Absolutely. I've definitely been getting out for a walk every day. I mean, that's a given. As soon as the anxiety comes in or something starts to get to me, I'm like, I need to take a walk. <laughs> Jilly, what is your favorite quarantine meal you're making? Oh, that's a good that's a good one. <laughs> soup. <laughs> soup. <laughs> soup. I love soup. soup. I love soup. Soup is kind of what I make all the time. You know, I used to be into that stone soup thing. It's like, what's in the fridge? Oh, Throw yeah. it in the pot. Awesome. Um, it's so, soup is so good that way. And there's nothing better we could be eating right now. So, mm -hmm. soup it is. I, wanna, I like soup. I want to be on a chopped uh, soup mom episode. Because oh, that's a good one. I'm pretty sure I might make like the best um, off-the-cuff soup ever. <laughs> well, you know what? We should create a Zoom chopped competition Ooh. and air it on <gasps> silver linings. Oh. I want to do it. Somebody randomly just yeah. pick right, normal will... stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> like, don't put any octopus or weird shit in there that we can't no. bind. <laughs> yeah. Beans so and tomatoes. Right? <laughs> That's what you yeah. can use. Potatoes. 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 All the potatoes. And then like everything. onions or something random, like, you know, Cheez-Its or like I happen to have a, a tube of anchovy paste in my cabinet. I have uh, no idea who I got there or why mm. it's there, but, you know, that kind of you stuff. Use it for your soup. Right? <laughs> anchovy I, soup. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Um, Lauren, tell, tell us about uh, how things have changed for you. And then I know this isn't, well, no, it is silver lining because you're 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 being an activist in your community right now. So what is it that I am? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So what's going on with you? Well, I mean, I already work from home, so um, I'm in career outplacement is, is the industry I'm in. So I'm on the front lines of seeing people losing their jobs. Um, so in, in that in that aspect, nothing has changed. I'm, I'm home. I just have three additional people home with me, my 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 new co-workers who they're um, they're getting used to it, too. So we're all, you know, I will say Maine, the, the school district we are in has stepped up to the plate. I, I'm just astonished at they had distant learning ready to go for both my kids. I have a seventh grader and a second grader Chromebooks. They each of them have Chromebooks provided by the school. I mean, just outstanding leadership from our school district. So that's my silver lining of my kids are still supported. I feel like by their school district. Um, but uh, you know, I, we're practicing social distancing. I live in a, I live in a touristy town. I live in a, a sea town and it's very blatant. Um, the fact that people with a lot of means are trying to escape the, where they live and trying to come up here to their second home. And that's been difficult. So Dawn <laughs> has, has heard I have become an activist in the sense of I'm calling now the hotels in the community that are still open and serving guests and still promoting, um, you know, this, we, we have a, we have a hotel, I'm not going to name them, but we have a hotel that is renting out the hotel for 29,000 a week to a family who wants to get away from it all. That's what they're promoting. Is that really so happening? I've turned, 
Yeah. Well, they, they, I, we got word yesterday that they reversed the decision and they're actually staying closed through, um, May 1st. So yay. That's great. Um, but just things like that, where, you know, it's, it's, I understand that I live in a, a seasonal town that so many people are affected by tourism. And and when we don't have tourists, their livelihood is affected. However, we're staying indoors to protect the most vulnerable in the community. And I don't think people from New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut should be coming up here to open their homes to get away from where they're living. So, mm-hmm. well, so I live in Maine as well. I'm about what, a half hour away from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was reading something recently. I believe that they're at the borders checking if people are coming through and then checking up on them afterwards, if I'm correct. Like if there are families that are coming through that they're making sure that they stay there. Is that something that's like a... They're, mm-hmm. they are, they're basically, um, they're, they're saying you should self quarantine. If you come from say New York or Massachusetts, where there are a lot of cases, if you come up here to open your home, you should self quarantine. I can tell you there's not people doing that. They're coming up for the weekend and then they're going back home. So they're not right. self quarantining. Mm. And now all of our beaches are closed. Mm. Every single beach where I, so Wells, Agunquit, all these, you know, beach communities are all closed now. There's no beaches open. Wow. Wow. And, and it's getting real. Yeah. Shit's getting real. Shit, Shit is getting real. Is. Like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, I was saying, so for me, life hasn't changed tremendously except for that my life was just about to start like in my new mm. my new piece of my life because I have my new business and so I just picked up so I'm a forest I'm a nature immersion specialist I work with children preschoolers and after schoolers and I do school consultations for um, outdoor play and uh, so I just amped up um, three after school programs and school consulting and all of that and like got my summer camp out and all of that and it was the same week that Jason started a new job which was on a regular schedule and so we're like all right life is gonna be normal again <laughs> so that's the only thing that like for us that was like literally the week literally the week that it happened mm-hmm. um wow. yeah yeah so um we're just kind of you know those things are sort of put on hold right now but as I was kind of joking about my my weird uh, premonition thing or or manifestation I don't know um about the like I wish just life would just halt for five days so I could catch up with it um you know on the flip side of stuff what I've been noticing so I my work is outdoors in the land trust and the state parks uh forest and has been for years and years and years and you know I'll be out there for four hours in the morning and with children and nobody, not one person walks by or maybe one person with a dog or whatever. But usually it's just just nobody. So the other day I went to one of our really favorite places and there was, you know, line like 20 cars deep. And the thing that I'm noticing was great is that um, everybody is being very respectful about the social distancing awesome. piece. Yep. Yep. Not a problem as far as that's concerned. But the families that are going out. And the children that are going out, like that's that's the big piece. It's like what and what I was just saying. And the children went out to play, you know, driving by these neighborhoods where normally I'm not seeing anybody outside. And there's a child who probably got the rollerblades at Christmas to fill, you know, whatever. And they're pulling them out and they're learning how to rollerblade. And the children are climbing trees and the families are talking and they're out doing these beautiful, wholesome activities that are have virtually been lost within our society. It's not silver lining alert. Exactly. Exactly. And and so, (laughs) you know, for for just kids in general, like to get out and be riding their bikes and to do all this. I mean, this, you know, nature heals. It does. It's so great for your your stress levels and it raises your serotonin levels. You know, the dirt has got bacteria in it that's good for your serotonin levels, all of that. Mm. And so um, to see the families and the children outside is just makes me so happy because it's just essential to childhood. And it's one of the big things that's missing from our our children's, you know, generation and and then some, you know, it's the first generation to Absolutely. not go outside and play, you know, and yeah. So 
Um, so, I mean, to me, that's that's the biggest uh, the biggest piece I'm pulling away. Um, and so I have my girl. She's going to be 15th on, 15 on the 10th. And so she's in, you know, TikTok, hang out with her friends every night and do all the stuff <laughs> without mom. <laughs> she's being totally. forced to hang yeah. out with me. And I love it. <laughs> Yes, they're all forced to hang out with their moms and they're it's it's pretty it is a really cool time. I mean, as as hard as it is, as as hard as the uncertainty is of this virus being stuck with your family, it's just it's kind of fun. I it, it is just this really precious time. That, mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah, this silver is, linings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you noticing yep. that with your teenager too? How old is your teenager, Jilly? Uh, he's just turned 15. Okay. Yep. So, so you're in the yeah. mm-hmm. oh, fad babies. Yep. And he, you know, he can, he connects with his friends via the Xbox and mm-hmm. phones and things like that. But we've discovered things that we used to do together before, you know, it was too cool to hang out with mom. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. Board games and, awesome. you know, uh, little projects that we halfway finished and now starting to finish together. Or, you know, he shows me his schoolwork a lot more now. I mean, the remote mm-hmm. learning has been exceptional. He's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And he'll show me what he's been working on at school. And I can't even remember the last time he's done that at the end of a school day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to know exactly what he's learning about. Is he a musician, Jilly? He's, he's not. <laughs> he's not uh, I mean, he could be. I yeah. want him, you know, I want him to be, but I think in that, re- he needs to find his, he's a sports guy. He's a sport. know, he's I was going to ask, is he, a, does he play sports? Is he missing not having the sports at school? Yes. The sports yeah. at school or the sports to go attend. Uh, my husband's a huge sports fanatic as well. Yeah, so are we. (laughs) Yep, my husband too. We were watching the Skipping Stones competition last weekend. (laughs) The Skipping Stones competition, 51st. Where is this? the first 50. Wow. That was on. (laughs) You missed the first 50. (laughs) I know. Has this been televised for 50 years? (laughs) It was. Apparently it was. They were in like this beautiful Bora Bora and they were like literally skipping stones. It was on last Sunday. I'm like, this is what ESPN is. um, This is what they're going to now. (laughs) They're through the skipping stones competition. How many? I want to know how many jumps is the like highest because I'm a pretty damn good skipper. To be honest with you, I only watched one thrower, so I couldn't really. Ugh. And he had maybe maybe six. I'm going to say six. Man, jumps. maybe that's maybe. this is the sport for me. In Bora, it Bora. could be in Bora, in Bora, Bora, Bora. right? It's, yeah, <laughs> it was somewhere very tropical. They weren't practicing social distancing. I will say that. So I don't know if this was an old telecast. Those I don't guys. know, but they weren't practicing social distancing. They were all standing together watching this skip over the water the skip over the water so i want to know with the with the uh the stone skipping competition i have more questions about this um do they do they randomly find their rocks on the beach and then skip from there or do they collect such a good question right i wish i had these answers for you john um i didn't know we were going to go in depth with the stone skipping competition i would have come with more um rules and things but maybe you can we were just excited we were really just excited to see something other than like the ni- like a, a 1997 Bulls game. Like the, we were just really excited to find other options than just competition. That's what we want. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was like a, it was a whole new sport. We were just open our eyes to a whole new a whole new sport. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the next song. Skipping stones. Skipping stones. Skipping stones on ESPN 17. Yes. <laughs> That'd be some good ones there, right? <laughs> I know. I well, mean, but really, though, if you think about it, what are the ESPN like broadcasters? What are they talking about right now? There's uh, nothing to talk about. I don't know. I, I mean, you know. I don't know. Tom Brady moving. There's really Tom yeah. Brady moving. Oh <laughs> God! I hope they get the babe from Oregon, Oregon State. Maybe he kind of looks a lot like Brady. Mm-hmm. He's. Mm, have you seen those dimples? Mm-hmm. I have not. <laughs> I haven't. It's another delicious specimen potentially coming. Oh, I shouldn't talk like that. Sorry, people. If that wasn't correct. 
I mean, I mean a really good football player that looks whatever. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Jilly, um, so you start this group and what did you, what were the first type of things that started happening and have they evolved into more complex stories um, as far as what people are noticing that are beautiful? Like, or is there a good mix between, oh my God, my cat's snuggling with me. It's the cutest thing ever, which is awesome because my cats are like in snuggle mode. They're loving this, like under the blankets. Like, <laughs> yeah, Carol and Barbara, my girls. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of everything. Definitely the posts that seem to be getting the most attention are those with big life news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was somebody who just adopted a child and mm-hmm. someone whose parents just dressed up and went around town holding signs up for the neighbors yep. or, you know, the so children. There was, yeah, I mean, there's just been big life events, but then also the little things, you know, snuggly cats or there was a little girl singing a song that I probably watched 700 times. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, cute kid stuff, cute, you know, parent stuff, life stories, um, songs, people singing, you know, in their quarantine songs um, and just videotaping them and putting them out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. So much beauty, a lot of pictures of trees, a lot of, you know, children's art projects. Mm-hmm. Anything goes as long as it doesn't have the dark cloud words. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. Is there anything that you discourage people from discussing? Like, let's not, you know, is there anything that, you know, is, is I wouldn't say off limits, but something that you just discourage people not to bring up on the page? Yes. So um, we don't want the words used. Basically, we just don't want it. I want a trigger-free space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want a place for someone, everyone to go where they're not going to be triggered. Sure. So, um, you know, I've asked for no one to use the specific words for the virus um, only because it's triggering to some people. Yeah. So if, if anyone reports anything that's triggering to them, it's immediately removed. And then I try to reach out to each person, explain why. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess a trigger-free environment that's, you know, family-friendly is what we're really going for. You know, um, I, I didn't, even, yeah. And I didn't even think about just the fact that the word in itself is triggering, it kind of brings me back to, you know, what happened with 9-11, how, you know, for a long time after that, um, I think a lot of us when we would see, because they would just randomly like, oh, here's the plane hitting the building again, like no big deal. Now we've kind of gotten used to it a little bit. But really, when it comes down to it, it took me a while to be able to see those, to see that kind of stuff and not immediately have that like post anxiety exactly exactly yeah. so yeah. so i think that that's you know to keep that that space safe even because the second they go off that immediately most of the posts are all about toilet paper and trump and in whatever it is all the reality right. and not that this isn't a right reality you know it's just what the positive things are and sometimes it's really hard to see that um that beauty within yeah. this, you know, yeah, I'm, very you know I'm, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. Um, and so I, it's just my default to be able to mm-hmm. try to see the glass half full in yep. all the situations. Me too. Um, and yeah. And it's just, I, I feel like I love that people have been saying that we're not only having a war on the virus, it's a war on information. Yeah. I mean, we're all being fed the so truth. much information, Yeah, you know, and, and, we see that in enough places. It's like, again, 9-11, when the plane hit, it was, you know, just turn off the TV, get the information that's real information and be able to feed the brain with healthier alternatives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And it's a nice, it's a, you know, you see like uh, my favorite was the, the somebody had posted that beautiful video of the, in Peru, like the rainbow mountain. And like, you think about that place, like, okay, I'm just going to go here for a second. I'm just going to go and watch this video, this beautiful video and just watch this beautiful mountain in Peru and forget that all right. the other places that talk about the virus or Trump or whatever so it's just a nice it is a really nice um 
site, just a, a nice group to be on where you feel other people wanting to uplift you and provide you with positive stories to see the, the beauty in. Because mm-hmm. we're all online all day. <laughs> oh my true. god! Yeah, my yeah. average time has gone up like four hours. Oh my a day. god! Don't look at your screen Fuck. time averages. <laughs> god damn it! I got it down to like eight. I'm like, shit! It's up to twelve. What is this? My Jason's just like, baby, you need wait, to put you, the. Wait, button. it's only twelve percent. Mine's up like 119 percent. Well, last it's not week, the percent. So it's the hours. It went up four hours a day from eight to twelve. Nothing to do with the percentage. Yeah. No, no, wait. <laughs> Right. I mean, I've had people reach out to me and say, I only look at this page on Facebook right now. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Um, I know. You know, so it's, it's nice that there's a default place for people to find refuge. Well, and I was just going to say that because so one of the mm-hmm. ones that sort of um, stood out to me was a girl who had to cancel her wedding on May 12th. And uh, I believe it was May 12th. And she was like, mm, silver lining is I got a bunch of napkins for toilet paper, you know, like, yeah, right. it, but that's like, oh, God, my heart goes out to all those spring wedding people and the freaking seniors in high school. Oh, that's, <sighs> I'm having such a hard time. My heart just, I, yeah, because everything else can be rescheduled. You can't reschedule your senior mm. prom or graduation. Mm. I hope I that they are able to do something like because even if they bring it back, like when all this is over and, you know, next November 1st and they're like, all right, it's a senior prom like or or during Thanksgiving, you know, when people normally come back from college, as long as everything's going the way it needs to, um, that they that they're able to to have that because it, it really is a precious time as far as like interesting because I just thought about this, but my senior year, January of my senior year, um, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my tuberculosis test came back positive, which is like super freaking weird. It was just like a TB test. I was taken for college and it came back. And so I guess I would have been one of those people back in the day that probably would have perished from, mm-hmm. from tuberculosis. And I remember, God, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I had to go on this medication and they were like, you can't drink at all. And I literally mm. started crying in the doctor's office in front of my parents, just being like, but what about the senior prom? Jesus Right. <laughs> You know, this is like a stupid little thing. And of course, I just drank through the same problem, like whatever. But I, I'm assuming I'm fine now. But <laughs> but like, I think you're okay. I think so, too. Pretty yeah. sure. I do have a scar on my arm from it. It was a really weird thing. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's, it, it really is a big deal. All those sort of uh, kind of, I don't know if the word cliche is what I'm looking for, but those sort of, you know, everybody has that kind of same, the senior prom and the graduation and those sort of experiences in life. And these kids aren't going to have that It'll be different for him. Yeah, yeah 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 it'll be different for them um and to kind of go off of what uh we were talking about with the teenagers earlier something i was talking to daphne about is that you know this her generation of children right now are going through a situation that is unprecedented historically and along yeah. the lines of like so back in the day, if kids were this age, you know, I'm talking about before, you know, the social media and before those sort of pieces, then those teenagers would have been working on farms or working in factories or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And this is a situation that like parents don't, you, I mean, it's not that you don't want to hang out with your teenager. Of course I do. But like they're pulling away. They're ready to be doing their own thing. And right now it's like... They're, we're all learning, having to learn how to coexist all the time and pull out those puzzles, pull out the board games, pull out the old pictures, the old projects, the, you know, walks in the park, whatever, and really talk to your kids about, you know, their life and what you're going to and your fears and their excitement yeah. and, and all of that. And I think that that is a big piece that's a, a real big gift to these kids that just has never happened before uh, but what are your thoughts on 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 that it's it might sound a little dramatic in what i'm saying but what are your both of you oh absolutely i mean i think that these are the kids also if i am you know the math is right these are the kids that were born during the 9-11 thing also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so 2019 years ago right was 9-11-2001 yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think so right so these are the kids now, you know, finding themselves seniors in high school. Um, so I think, I mean, I would assume that they're going to rise above this and be the next generation that they're going to understand that change 
is imminent and it's necessary to adjust and, you know, surrender to the flow, really. Mm-hmm. And be able to come out and rise above it and then not make mistakes from, you know, past history. Um, I, I think it's going to be good. I think they're going to yeah. be uh, going be stronger for it. Um, they're going to be really ex- good leaders. You mm-hmm. know, they've, they, mean, they've had to go. Go look at look at all of the I mean, like all of because they're no longer in school that, you know, you have the places like the Louvre in, in Paris that are like opening their archives of videos that people can go or you can have, you know, NASA has like released. So we are living in an age where everybody now at their fingertips has just the ability to read a book that they. So I think because we are stuck home, we do have this really awesome technology at our fingertips that allows us to really teach our children so much about this world that, you know, we probably wouldn't have done if we weren't in self-quarantine for 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Daphne and Cassidy and I uh, decided to dress up all fancy and cover Madonna's Vogue. Um, video. I saw that. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> so the video itself is on my personal Facebook page, but if you want to check out like the the photo shoot that I did, <laughs> that's on Instagram on the female centric uh, Instagram page. But uh, you know, um, again, one of my friends, she was just like that. That you know, video is you know priceless. Whatever. She's like, you should teach Daphne all the names of the people that you talk about. You know, with you know, she doesn't know who Greta Garbo is or, you know, I mean, she might have heard of Marilyn Monroe, but there's so many teaching moments that um, and and this is where like so for my work, I am my work as a child led curriculum and we go into the forest and I have no agenda. I follow the children and whatever they come across um, is what I teach them. And I've been doing this for so long that I'm able to see the learning objectives and the learning skills that they're reaching through almost all of their play. And, you know, as a society, we're so stuck on this testing and that everything has to be a certain way that it's really hard um, for educators and te- and parents alike to be able to see the, the value in downtime and the value in their play and being able to see like that they're actually still triggering, you know, the math side of their brain and, you know, whatnot and, and um, that it's a fine motor thing or it's an emotional piece or it's a, you know, gross motor piece. And, and, you know, that first week when everybody was all excited with their schedules and their homeschooling and they're doing all these projects and stuff, I'm like, you guys are going to burn yourself out. Like, kick it back. Like, I think I posted it was something on the homeschool thing. It was like, all right, everybody, like, if you went in 20 minutes into this and everything went tits up, then, you know, give yourself a break. Like, don't worry about this. You know, it's like, do the best you can through it, you know? Um, we don't know how to live without this whole, I don't know, way of being told how to live. Does that make sense? I don't know if it, I said yeah, that right. Yeah, it changes, it changes every day. Mm-hmm. So everyone is adjusting to whatever the day's new request is or how to keep the family safe or protect your community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. keep going with life. Mm-hmm. And not feel so, so- disparaged. You know, like being able to see what the positive pieces are. I mean, I have I've had my sad days as well, um, but just trying to sort of rise above and see what's best, because, I mean, we don't know how long this is going to go on for, you know, like I was looking at um, the uh, I mentioned it before, but it was like the top 10 um, uh, pandemics from over the last, you know, reigning from I think the earliest one that they have documented on here was from 165 AD and then, you know, the Black Plague and, and that sort of thing. And generally speaking, it's like they've, they're all lasting at least at least a year, if not two years, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like these these ones, that you know, uh, the um, let's see, there's one from... Uh, the Asian flu. I mean, which it was, will take at yeah. least it will take at least eighteen months for a vaccine to be approved and ready to go. Really? So I mean, that's the the really? soonest because you have to build up people. You know, you have to use the people who have recovered. You use their antibodies to create the vaccine. Mm. So it just it's a lot of um, testing and to do it right and to make sure that it's safe and effective. It takes a lot 
of testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I didn't realize how long, you know, and, you know, I guess what we were talking about last time is that I didn't think about it dying down and then coming back in the fall yeah. or whatever um, yes. when things are closed back in. So it's so if, oh, God. No, silver lining, silver lining. Like, silver lining. I'm like, oh, silver God. Lining, we're going to have a vaccine. The silver lining is we're yes. going to have a vaccine that's going to combat this, and we're all going to have immune to it by next year. Right, that, yeah. That's a silver lining. That's yes. what's going to happen yes. is going yes. to – that's going to do it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely going to do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I know. I know. It's hard to not get sucked in. It's hard. It, it mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. very some days are exhausting, and so giving ourselves permission to just be exhausted for one day, get a good yeah. night's sleep, and then it's a new day every day. Yes, it's a new. That's I think for me when I did. You know, I have a very. I'm so lucky to have a, a very supportive job at this at this moment. And one of my my boss just says, you know, some days you're going to have to eat that ice cream for breakfast, and it's okay. And it's okay if your kids, you know, as you know, if they're on the iPad for for six straight. It's okay. I mean, we're all just getting through this, and we're all we have to give ourselves permission to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Have that. Well, and, and one of the things like so with Cassidy, who is just three, right? So she knows about the virus. And um, but I was mentioning before, it might have been in the last episode about um, that, you know, her little play date with her best friend was on her phone today and they played mm-hmm. with their Barbies and whatnot. And then, um, you know, my son is living outside of the house right now, but he popped in today and she couldn't hug him. And and then we went inside and she just started melting down about next to nothing it was like I was sitting in her spot on the couch and she's I know that that might be normal for a lot of kids but she's not she doesn't get wrapped up in that kind of stuff sobbing and mm-hmm. I you know in instead of being like well you know it's just a seat what you know like get over it girl I'm like you know what it's it's taking time to pause and recognize like especially the little ones that yes we can tell them as straightforward as we can about things but really when it came down to it, she wasn't able to hug her brother for the first time that she hasn't really been seeing in a couple weeks and not play with her best friend. And so, you know, I was like, do you need a hug? And she's like, yeah, I mean, just sobbing. I was like, I was like, you weren't able to hug Adelaide, were you? And she's like, no, you know? So I think it's, you know, all of us to like slow down and recognize the grief and realize that behavioral problems are going to happen with our children because of this. Mm -hmm. They're going to act out. These are big emotions they're feeling and they have no idea how to really deal with this. They just know what the reality is in front of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's intense. Yeah, and they, you know, they pick up, they pick up our stresses and mm-hmm. our, you know, like uncertainty and insecurity about the situation and we're all home and we're all, you know, I'm, I just, I, my heart goes out for the kids who, struggle at home and then you know school was their way to release Mm. that and now they don't have that that's what I'm I'm struggling with Mm. and and wanting to see more positive of you know just because that's what keeps me up is just thinking about those kids yeah get their meal you know breakfast and lunch at school and who get the teacher who really cares about them that's that's what I'm thinking about yeah and then mm -hmm. they that was they say they then they see you know children are starting to have ideas to be that kindness that people are receiving mm-hmm. from strangers um you know you see all those stories too about the children who know you know passing out or helping with food or giving the signs outside for people walking by mm-hmm. I, could, I i feel like it's a good learning experience because they're they're so day to day they're, you know, like Mr. Rogers used to say, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Children just and instinctually do that. Yeah. yeah. They want and to help. There's something to be said. You know, I, I know that this, you know, that this virus, you know, we hear a lot, just varying information about who it affects. But I think that the the fact that it does not seem to hit children is 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 comforting in that sense that, you know, our children are the next generation mm-hmm. and it feels like it is sparing them that is i think maybe a silver lining mm-hmm. and uh, you know mm-hmm. i will say as far as so um as far as like the children it, where i am so um having an iep involved 
I'm getting check-ins from teachers and them connecting with us to making sure that my kid has their needs um, met. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And also, every single day in the morning, we have breakfast and lunch dropped off at our house. And they're like decent breakfast. Oh, wow. I, right? I mean, I just, it, it blows wow. it, it blows my mind, like, how quickly my community was able to, you know, really step up and and just make this happen they took a monday and tuesday off and by wednesday they were right back on you know everybody was on and my daughter has to wake up at a regular time and she has to check in at 7 30 in the morning and she does her it's like one class on monday morning like period one and then period two is in the afternoon so they're not like cramming them with a bunch of stuff that they you know so they're not overwhelmed and dealing with yeah. this giant pandemic you know like they're giving giving them spacing allowing them to still be able to pass their grades and do what they need to do but it's not in a oh you still have to go to seven classes a day and do four different types of homework every day so jilly how long is your son out of school for till the end of april is that kind of what they're saying now that's what they're saying now um, okay i mean you know, likely it's there's definitely talk saying that Colorado will stay closed for the rest of the school year. Yeah. We start school a lot earlier out here. Um, yeah. So school gets out by the end of May anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I know it's different on the East Coast, right? I grew up on the East Coast. So I remember going to school till like the end of June. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's till the end of June. And right now, I mean, we're right. Our spring break would be the end of April. It, and then we go back, you know, April 29th or so, but mm. I, my gut feeling tells me we're going to be down the rest the the entire year. Vermont's already, already closed until. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think it's going to oh, happen wow. too. Yeah. I, and I think, yeah. you know, as far as like my business is concerned, obviously, you know, I've had to, to shut things down, but I think that there's going to be a point where things loosen up a bit, but not to the there sense of be. like, yeah, not to the sense of like, oh, we can still cram, you know, 300 kids and teachers into a building together, but uh, drop your kids off in the forest with five children to go play for the morning. You know, I, I can't say I don't have my finger on the trigger with that one as far as, you know, giving that relief. Event, I mean, we can we can really get real event. Most people will eventually have this. And so what we want is just to not everybody to get it at once. Mm, so if mm -hmm. you people do end up getting it in, you know, end of May, June, it won't overrun our healthcare system. And then, I mean, that's kind of, I think, what what the thinking is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is that dangerous? Lies. Yeah. What did you say? Is uh, overwhelming the healthcare mm -hmm. that's where the That's where the real danger lies, mm -hmm. is just overrunning the healthcare system. <clears throat> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so well, trying to flatten it right now and keeping people home now so then in a month where you know we'll probably see our peak i think in the next two weeks mm -hmm. maybe a month. well and it's interesting I, mean, I, know, I know go ahead uh, i know a couple doctors who have come down with it uh, and stayed home recovered and gone back to work yeah oh wow um, and yeah, and huh. it's uh, so there's, they're saying that it's you know for a healthy person it's no fun you know you feel like a steaming pile of shit yeah <laughs> but it's it's manageable and you know if you do what the protocol is to self quarantine get better and then stay home for as long as they say after you're symptomatic before you go back out. So yeah, it's just overrunning, overrunning the health, overrunning the hospitals and the staff and the doctors and the nurses mm -hmm. if they all go at once. Mm. Well, it's interesting. So talking. today it's the thirtieth. Am I right? March twenty no, 29th. 29th. So happy birthday, Hoist! Happy oh birthday, yes, hoist. and happy birthday <laughs> to you, Lauren, as well, and the two-year anniversary. We oh, had some good, some more silver linings. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Lauren! Yeah, it was on the twenty-sixth. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, so happy birthday! The same, the <laughs> same birthday as female Sandrags. Aw. <laughs> um, but you know, so this is you know the 29th here, and so this episode uh may go out next monday but i mean if we keep it to the you know what i normally do is every two weeks you know it's gonna be interesting to see the difference of what we're talking about now and uh 
where we're at, you know, right. at, at that point. Yeah. Um, so, Jilly, you had mentioned in here that you wanted to express your gratitude for the fish chicks photo. What is that about? Oh, um, well, it, it was kind of the first massive fish community undertaking that I got to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give a shout out, you know, fish Woo! chicks is... Um, Yay! 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 Um, Jilly and I are both admins. It's it's amusing, to say the least. (laughs) Um, I love organizing. Uh, Bringing people together is my favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what it boils down to, you know, connecting And you got a lot of women together. So congrats to you for all of, I mean, how many, uh, estimate how many women do you think were in that photo at Dick's last summer? Okay, that's what I was wondering. It was a Dick's one, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there were there were supposed to be over six hundred women that said they were going to be in it. So I, was I like, didn't make it. I'm oh. sorry. I'm so no, sorry. Okay. I, didn't make it. <laughs> I kept going all day. I'm like, oh, well, oh my god, what am I going to do? Um, but it ended up being about two hundred and forty. Mm. So awesome. Yeah, that's a sparkle. So it was it was a lots of it was a, sparkles, yeah. lots of smiles, lots of just great energy up in those. Places. Well, yeah, and it's just the women, you know, the chicks. I mean, you know, we've been fish chick fans for decades, and it's been, uh, you know, there's it's kind of, kind of ebbed and flowed yeah. with the amount of females around and the yeah. females out. But I feel like chicks are coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For 15,000 women, you all do a fantastic job of keeping the peace as best as you can really truly i mean it is really for for that many women mm-hmm. it, it it remains very um supportive and you know there there's occasional rifts but for the most part it's still an opening awesome community to meet other like-minded i you know and and honestly like jilly you're one of the you're one of the admins that are really active um i try to do the best i can i remember there was one day a little while back that i was working from home and i was like i'm gonna keep up with everything today and like so i was like super like on it at least i thought i was and so something got reported and i brought it over the mod thing and it had been taken care of like an hour ago i'm like god damn it like, what are you, like how quickly does this go i'm like well i'll just try to spread all the love through the podcast and kind of, you know, help out where I can or whatever. But I think, you know, each of us bring, uh, you know, a piece to it. But I mean, the like how you guys are on it is just, um, you know, a lot, a lot oh, of, yeah. It's a, it's a team. It's a great yep. team effort. Yeah. And, I, you know, I grabbed a couple of the, our fish chick moderators, I grabbed to come help me also with the silver lining group. Mm-hmm. And then I also Mallory, asked a couple right? of my, uh, say it again, Mallory Cohen. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Mallory and Lisa's helping out, mm-hmm. Emily. Um, and then I grabbed a couple of my old school brothers. I was like, hey, guys, awesome. here's your uh, here's your doorway into what it's like to ah. <laughs> moderate a big football. So it's teams, you know, we're all working yeah. together. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, well, that- Jilly, I love your positivity, like always on, you know, you're always checking in, you know, a virtual check in because, you know, Dawn, like you said earlier, it's, it's, sometimes people don't check in and like, you know, you think of your, your strong friends is like, Oh, they're good. I don't need, but everybody needs to be checked in. And you always have those check-in posts that are um, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself. I love everyone. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and, and it's like one of those things. It's like, once again, our fish community just continues to rise because our leaders are creating music and keeping us, you know, like, active and excited and uh and like and as a family that you know thousands of us have been doing this for the last 25 30 years together of course we're all now coming together in a sense of of the social media aspect it it's um it's you know we're we're definitely a very lucky group of uh people that most people don't have this this sort of connection and this sort of real yeah. love with people like that you know that you even haven't even met in real life you know Right. And thank and we, you, Fish, have... for dinner and a movie every oh, Tuesday. Every Tuesday. I thank missed you. it this last one. Nice. Yes. Ah. <laughs> it's a recipe. for, and it brings it's us right. into the donut universe for like mm-hmm. three hours every week. Yes. <laughs> and now J-Rad, J-Rad is right before. <laughs> oh, is it? Nice. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So they have, I think they do five o'clock on Tuesdays is their live, is their stream. And what, what oh, channel sweet. is this though? Or whatever a channel. Channel thirteen. I want to say. Well, I want to say it's like through. You know how I think you you access dinner in a movie through Fish's. You know Facebook live stream. I'm pretty okay. sure J Rad has their own that, and I'm I'm almost positive it's every Tuesday night at five o'clock. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So it's like J Rad first, Fish second, and I what it doesn't deaden company play. Are they on? They're on a certain night. I'm pretty sure like each. Each band is coming up. Goose is on now. I mean, there are so many bands that are like, all right, I'm going to have a live stream tonight. Like, this sounds good. This sounds fun. Mm, mm-hmm. And there's nothing like partying for a fish show on a Tuesday. It always cracks me right? up. Like, parking lot is like 15 <laughs> walks outside on a Tuesday. People are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, who are you? <laughs> it's Tuesday night. Oh, my God. It's what, it literally night. is my favorite night to go to a fish show is Tuesday because it just always cracks me up that I'm like, those people are like, what is going on? And we're like sequence rolling in, <laughs> like whatever. Like, yeah. Having the best time ever. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, you know what? I, I Thank you so much, Jilly, for joining us and for, you know, sharing your love and the positivity and really making a difference um, online. And, you know, Lauren, you too, with um, just the amount of knowledge, you know, how much you pay attention to the politics and making a difference in your own community as far as, I mean, just that one thing of shutting that big hotel down that was going <laughs> to, you know, take the sick New Yorkers, like, get them out, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm obviously. Doing my, I'm just doing my, like, I just want people to stay put. I just, like, I want just New Yorkers put. to come up here when it is safe. Mm-hmm. They can spend their money in June. Like, that's just what I want. Like, you know, just stay put, stay in place, just be at home. And then when the time is right and it's safe for everyone, We'll party again together mm. and we'll get weird again. It will get weird. What did Ryan Montflew? Ryan Montflew had the best thing. He said, it'll get weird for a while and then we'll be able to get weird again together. It will. Like, we'll be able to have that together. To let the guard again, down. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in a safe and humbling way. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, ladies, thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody, our listeners, for joining us for our two-part, two-year anniversary female centrics episodes, episode number 50 and 51. Um, It's an absolute joy to share my love with you and to connect with people in the community, doing amazing things, and um, I guess just spreading the love, you know? So uh, as a reminder, we are part of the Osiris um, Podcast Network. So if you want to check out some more amazing podcasts, please go to Osiris pod.com till then uh next time everybody stay safe uh sending tons of love stay home yeah and stay 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 home home and stay safe (laughs) and uh just sending tons of love to y'all peace bye bye thank you hey all right you don't have to really like jump off just yet but (laughs) that was awesome yay i think it was great it was good it's amazing how quick the time goes that was an hour yeah wow yep yeah, usually we have well, breaks. Good, and we'll you know them. what, Dawn? I'm what? glad you decided to split it into two episodes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, it's good. It, it's good for my numbers too. <laughs> and like the way that that Ryan was talking about it is like a lot of people's like podcast listenings off anyway. And so if you cram everything into a really long episode, people might just miss over that instead of breaking it up into the two. And um, yeah, and now I'm here doing this in my little uh, isolation bubble over here but I'm not gonna have to come back for a few weeks unfortunately but yeah 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 so um but um yay thank you guys so this episode the first part is gonna come out on Tuesday and then and then this episode right here excuse me um I'll talk to Ryan about it because I don't know if um I'll either just go with the following week or if we'll actually try to stay on schedule so we'll just kind of feel that one out um one of my next big ones, just, Lauren, I think I told you, Lauren, I think I did, but Jilly, just for you to know, it's super exciting. So uh, 
Um, so awesome. Yeah. So I, um, my therapist, funny enough, uh, I have a new therapist. And so, and it's a guy, which I've normally in, like been with a, a girl in the past. And so it's taken me a little bit longer to like warm up and get to know him. He's a musician. Uh, he plays bass for like a Kinks cover band, right? So I was just talking about um, when I interviewed Eric Gould from Pink Talking Fish. And so I'm like, oh, you know, the band Pink Talk Fan. I'm like, you ever heard of him? He's like, no, I'm like Pink Floyd, Talking Heads, Fish cover band. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm best friends with Chris Franz. And I'm like, he's like the drummer from Talking Heads married to Tina Weymouth. And I'm like, wow. Yes. I'm like, shut up. Like <laughs> what? And he's like, oh yeah. I was like, uh, do you, I'm like, they have a like, huge influence on fish. I'm like, do you think you could ask him if he'd be interested? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I go home that night. Go <laughs> totally, home. It's fine. Right, no totally problem. Cool. No problem. I'm, you know, meanwhile, I'm like freaking out like Elaine from Seinfeld, just wanting to push him out of his chair. <laughs> and then like, and then driving home from the whole thing, just being like, I'm not that crazy. Uh, 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 you know, like, my therapist is recommended like, okay, good, good, good. Now you're just overwhelmed. You're not that fucking nuts. You know, it's like, um, but uh, come to find out that he's releasing a book of his memoirs May 9th. So I, he said he would do the, the episode. I got the publicist information and she sent me an unedited um, first edition book of his that I'm reading. And so very, very soon I'm going to be interviewing Chris Franz and maybe even Tina might be involved as well. But yeah. Yeah, it's That's so, awesome. so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really pumped about that. The book's fascinating. So. Woo! Yay! Yeah. More civil linings, but I just don't want to talk about it online. I'm, like I've talked to like people about it, but yeah. I don't want to like you know fully blow my load on that one because that's just going to be exciting. Anyway. Yeah, awesome. All awesome. right, ladies. Well, well thank um, you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And 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 spread spread the word on the silver linings. Grab grab all the people. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yep, definitely. Yes. Definitely. All right. Much love to both of you. We'll see you later. Okay. Or bye. talk to you. <laughs> All right. Bye bye.